Most parents have heard of sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS, but SIDS is actually a form of sudden unexpected infant death, or SUIDS. And my guests today are certified registered nurse Karen France. She's a women's health service case manager with Summa Health. And I'm also joined by Erica Malone. She's a community health worker at the Summa Health Center for Health Equity Works. And we're going to talk about SIDS and SUIDS on today's podcast. This is Healthy Vitals, a podcast from Summa Health. I'm Scott Webb. So it's great to have you both on here today. As we get rolling here, Karen, I want to have you define sudden unexpected infant death and also the more commonly known sudden infant death syndrome, probably better known as SIDS. Sudden unexpected infant death syndrome is a term used to describe the sudden and the unexpected death of a baby less than one year old in which the case was not obvious before an investigation. And these deaths often happen during sleep or in the baby's sleep area. And one type of sudden unexpected infant death, and we call that SUID, is SIDS. And SIDS is the sudden death of an infant younger than one year of age, and we cannot explain what The death is even after a full investigation, which would include an autopsy, examination of the death scene, and a review of the clinical history. And babies are at risk of SIDS until they're one year old. But most SIDS deaths occur with babies that are between one month and four months of age. And SIDS is not a health concern for babies older than one year of age. And although we don't know the cause of SIDS, it might be associated with defects in the portion of the infant brain that controls breathing and arousal from sleep. And babies are at higher risk for SIDS if they sleep on their stomach, if they sleep on soft surfaces, if they get too hot when they sleep, if they are exposed to cigarette smoke in the womb or in their environment, or if they sleep in an adult bed. And three babies die each week while sleeping due to unsafe sleep practices in Ohio. And Ohio has the eighth highest infant death rate in the country. And most of these deaths are preventable by following the A, B, C, D, and E of safe sleep practices. Yeah, well, that's a great uh, foundation there, Karen. I appreciate that. And good to understand here that SIDS is a type of SUID, and we're going to refer to it as SUID or SUIDS today. And I guess the the next follow-up, you know, how many children die from SUID every year? About 3,400 babies in the United States die suddenly and unexpectedly each year from SUIDS. A thorough investigation is necessary to learn what caused these deaths. Sudden unexpected infant deaths include sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, accidental suffocation in a sleeping environment, and other deaths from unknown causes. Yeah, and I'm just trying to remember, my kids are a little bit older now, they're uh, 13 and 18, but I do remember when they were little, especially up to one year, just on pins and needles, you know, always worried about them, always checking on them because of fear of SIDS, and now trying to understand as well SUID. So Erica, turning to you, what are the causes of SUID? One of the most important causes of SUIDs and SIDS is the position of the baby during sleep. There are many theories and philosophies. However, research suggests that it's most important for the baby's sleep position because they have difficulty arousing from sleep, or if the baby is sleep face down, that they may inhale carbon dioxide, or they may have their airway blocked. There are many other contributing factors for this. For example, family history. In the U.S., we have a disproportionate number of non-white infants dying from suet and SIDS episodes yearly. SIDS and SUIDs can also be the result of a combination of things such as the temperature of a room where the baby sleeps that can affect the baby's inability to wake up from sleep 
along with whatever the baby is dressed in. This is often when parents or other caregivers don't realize or comprehend um, what has happened. And in many cases, the baby is still in the same position that it was placed in when the parent or caregiver laid them in a crib to sleep. Yeah, it's so good that we're doing this podcast to try to educate folks, which I know is a lot of education prevention going on at SUMA. Yes, that's correct. And as we move through this, you know, I know that suids often happen during sleep or in a baby's sleep area, as we've identified. Maybe you can review how parents or those caring for a baby can use the ABCs of safe sleep. The Hospitals and Full-Term First Birthday of Greater Akron, an initiative to support maternal and infant vitality, have been doing an excellent job of promoting safe sleep tips, including SUMA, of course. We've come together in a great way for this collective objective. The safe sleep tips we focus on started with the ABCs and has now expanded to the ABCDEs of safe sleep. And I want to mention that these are important to reinforce any and all times to our community when the babies are asleep in the cribs, bassinet, or pack and play. And it's always safest for them to sleep on their backs. Here's a way to remember uh, the ABCDEs of safe sleep. A, always put the babies alone. B, on their backs. C, in empty cribs without any objects, toys, or blankets. This is when we encourage parents and caregivers to dress the babies and not the cribs preferably in safe sleep sacks. We'll get more into that a little bit later. And this is often a touchy subject or a touchy topic because uh, parents and breastfeeding mothers often want to keep the babies in the beds with them for convenience. And we want to make sure that, you know, the babies aren't too close to the adults or accidentally getting covered up with the, the covers that are on the adult's bed. Babies need to sleep on their backs. And contrary to old generational myths or different cultural beliefs, Research has shown that over time, the babies can clear their throats and airways best on their backs because they have the ability to move their neck and their head and that they're less likely to suffocate from their vomit or, you know, spitting up when they're laying on their stomachs. The C is for cribs. It's another major point for us to remember because babies should never sleep on a couch, chair, or car seats. They should never sleep with adults. After each feeding, the babies need to be returned to their crib or bassinet or pack and play on their backs and can use pacifiers with no strings or clips attached. The D is don't smoke. Research has shown that secondhand smoke adds to babies' breathing issues along with the smoke that's left in their clothes and your hair and on your hands. So we suggest that parents and caregivers need to make sure they wash their hands, they brush their teeth, change their clothes when possible, and shampoo their hair as often as possible after smoking to lessen the amount of smoke that the babies breathe in. People would be amazed at the amount of smoke that is held in their hair and on their clothes that can cause major damage to a baby's lungs. Also, having a set smoking area in the home can cut down on the amount of smoke that gets trapped in the walls and furniture curtains and carpet, and washing walls and windows regularly also helps cut down on smoke inhalation. And then E is the big one. E is to educate everyone. And it is something that each person in our community can do to help us save our babies and our SUMA communities. I'm here today to challenge each listener to put the word out about the ABCDEs of safe sleep and awareness, because infant vitality truly takes a village. And that includes parents, grandparents, caregivers, babysitters, siblings, and anybody that has a body. 
thank you for all of that. And good to know that it's not just the ABCs anymore, that it goes all the way through E. And Karen, switching back to you, what are some of the other steps parents or adults that are caring for babies can do to reduce the risk of suid? First of all, they should get regular prenatal care during their pregnancy. So that would be a first step. We talked about smoking, but you want to avoid smoking, drinking alcohol, or using marijuana or any illegal drugs during pregnancy and after the baby's born. If a mom does smoke, you want to go outside, make sure they wash their hands, brush their teeth, change their clothes when they pick up the baby when they come in. And an important factor, too, is breastfeeding. Breastfeeding for at least six months shows that it lowers the risk of SIDS. We want to have the baby sleep in the room, not the bed. You don't want to use any baby monitors or other commercial devices that claim to reduce the risk of SIDS because we do not know that is true. And offer a pacifier. Just make sure there's not a string or a stuffed animal attached to it. Make sure your baby goes to the well visits after the baby's born and vaccinate your baby. That's an important step. When traveling, sometimes people don't think of this, but you want to have a safe place for your baby to sleep when you get there. And the last one that I think is important, at night when you get up to feed and you're tired, you want to get out of bed Find a nice uh, sturdy chair to sit in so you don't doze off. And in case you are very sleepy, you can set your alarm on your phone to go off every five minutes to make sure that you're awake with that baby. Yeah, that's exactly what I used to do because you get up, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you feed the baby, and it's very easy for mom and dad to just kind of doze off in in not a great or ideal position for the baby. And maybe mom and dad either. Right. Erica, back to you. Let's talk about how the suet rate has declined since the 90s, which is incredible encouraging, but there's significant racial and ethnic differences, and they continue, right? That is correct. The rates of suits and SIDS has reduced uh, since the beginning of the campaigns, which were roughly the 1990s when we started the major campaigns in 2013, and they continue moving in the right direction, with an exception of the high occurrence of African-American deaths due to suits and SIDS. Here in Summit and Mahoning County specifically, non-Hispanic African-American babies are two and a half to three times more likely than non-Hispanic white babies to die of SIDS and SUIDS. This doesn't even factor in other disparities such as marital status, socioeconomic status, and or levels of education. Statewide, the House Minority Leader, Emilia Sykes, now recognizes October as Safe Sleep and Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Awareness Month, which has become a tradition for us here in Ohio and a collaboration between our other hospital partners, Akron Children's Hospital, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General, and Summa Health Systems to promote and donate materials dedicated to safe sleep practices. According to Healthy People in 2030, the goal of Ohio's infant death rate is 5.0. Prayerfully by then, it'll be as such. However, in 2019, the rate of white babies was 5.1 and black babies was 14.3, which is nearly uh, three times the amount. So we can clearly see and feel the difference and understand why we need the community's help, you know, to focus on our collective objective of getting healthy, happy babies, especially in an African-American community. Yeah, that is a huge disparity from 5.1 to 14.3. That's alarming and so good to do things like this, to try to educate everybody, all communities. So, Karen, 
Let's talk about that. What is SUMA doing to provide education to parents and other caregivers to do their best to help prevent future suicides? We are teaching all about safe sleep practices in our perinatal classes and in our centering classes. Centering is group prenatal visits. And when you come in to deliver at SUMA, we ask you if you have a safe place to sleep for your infant. And if you don't, then we provide them with a pack and play. And we are partnered with Akron Children's Hospitals and Cribs for Kids to give them that. We review all safe sleep practices with all the parents and uh, families that come in. We actually have a crib set up in our visitor's lounge that shows exactly how your baby should sleep. As gifts, we give out safe sleep sacks. And as I said, one of the most important things is educating everyone. And SUMA did receive the National Certified Gold Safe Sleep Champion Award for what we do. Well, that's great. And I know that you're both kind of fighting the good fight here and doing it in different ways in different areas. And so I want to give last word to you, Erica. Final word to you on your sort of neck of the woods. What are you doing specifically there to educate? Being a community health worker with SUMA Health Equity Center, I work with our pregnant and new moms in our Centering Pregnancy and Parenting Program. So in addition to the things that Karen spoke of about providing our moms with pack and plays and assisting them with car seats and helping them get connected to community resources, I and my staff here, we all focus on our zip code hotspots, which we are finding have astronomically high infant mortality rates for African-American babies, which are 44306, 44307, 44310 and 44320, which is where our office is located. And we work throughout the year with our uh, various partners to help the moms stay educated and informed. I also am a lactation consultant here with SUMA, and we assist mothers with breastfeeding practices, different things of that nature. And I help run and facilitate our centering classes where we talk about any and all aspects of birth up into delivery. And we've also partnered with full-term first birthday of Greater Akron, which I spoke of earlier, where we provide different baby items and information and resources to our moms in various zip codes through community-wide baby showers. Yeah, we do a lot to try to uh, get our moms to become champion moms as well for various programs and partnerships that we have in the community because it's nothing like getting the testimony of a mom who's gone through a similar situation or experience to help promote and encourage moms and other families and caregivers, you know, to always practice the ABCDEs of safe sleep. Well, you all are doing amazing work. I found this to be really educational, just really understanding SUIDs and SIDS and the differences. Our goal, of course, is education and prevention. So thanks to you both, and you both stay well. Oh, thank you very much. Visit sumahealth.org slash baby to learn more about SUMA's programs and classes for new and expecting parents. And if you found this podcast to be helpful and informative, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out the full podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is Healthy Vitals, podcast from SUMA Health. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.